Welcome to another episode of Soul Feeling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today we are talking about expectations versus reality. And you guys, we are going to be talking about relationships and dating. Okay, are y'all ready to sip some tea? Are you ready to get into your feelings? Are you ready to get a little controversy? And are you ready to get yourself fed? Let's get into it. But before that, you know what we're about to do. We about to talk about what fed our soul this week. Okay, Kobe and Jazz, you got something for us? I got something. I got something. I got something. It, it came right at the nick of time. Like I was thinking, what am I about to talk about for what fed my soul this week? So what fed my soul this week? So I've been taking this week to really get, since our last podcast, y'all inspired me to get my life back together as far as my my church life and my spiritual life. So I went back to church for the first time since over a year and it was so magical, might I say, because I was thinking I was going to go the previous week, but the previous week was Easter Sunday and I just didn't want to be under the cliche, I'm going to show up on Easter Sunday. Like, so just wouldn't, wouldn't let me go. I was like, I'm going to go. But then I was like, it's Easter Sunday. You know the saying, people only go to church on Easter Sundays and uh, what is it, Christmas? I don't know. So I was like, I, even if you do, that's still good. But I just was like, I really don't want it because what I didn't want myself to do was to just go for Easter Sunday and then go back to not going next week and the week after that and you know it just be like one of those little one-time things I was like I'm really ready to to get back into my church in life and um so I went it was really good they you know had a social distance but as I was there this is where my gym came from the message just was everything that I needed to hear and the reason why I say that is because he was talking about the importance of swinging your sword and what the way I took that as, and, and even he actually said this. And so what do you mean when he says, when you're sword in life, you know, a lot of times we're passive and we want to play, play defense, right? We always um, path the least resistance. I don't want to, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. You know, if something not going our way, I'm just going to pray about it. It's going to work itself out, you know, but we got to get on the office mind and go out there and get it and also aka make that stuff happen like we can't just be like from the sideline it's gonna work yourself i know we got to get roll up our sleeves if something's not going our way we might have to get in the mud get in the dirt get dirty and really go out and put that action into and to to change it around and i was talking to jarvis because he gave this this analogy of of there was this boxing match of these two heavyweight boxers and one's plan, the boxer, one of his plans was to, um, he was going to play defense the whole, because the boxing match was supposed to be 12 rounds. And so his plan was like, okay, I'm just going to keep bobbing and weaving. I'm going to tire my opponent out. And by the 12th round, you know, I'm be fresh. I'm going to have all this energy and I'm going to knock him out. But the thing with that was he didn't even make it to the 12th round he got dropped in like round number three or four and so it's that's what be happening sometimes we be playing on the defensive end like okay i'm gonna just wait to make that perfect entry instead of just going because play offense and that's what he was saying like when we play offense god is gonna have our back and be able to make sure that exceedingly abundantly make sure we win the fight we ain't got to play defense for 12 rounds go ahead and play offense three rounds and guess what you might get a knockout you might score what you wanted you might so you know it just made me think in life we got to go we got to get out that mindset of it's gonna work yourself out it's gonna take care of it i'm just gonna pray about it we got to put that action we got like tiff said we got to be about that action. And so that, that that's that's my gym for the week. And with that, I've been taking action. I know I've been on bed rest because of my car accident, but I've been taking action in so many other ways. And I'm just like, I needed this to, to recenter. But then even it's like, I ain't never been, I've been productive, but it's been boring in the house too. I'm not going to lie, but I'm like, still, I got to be proactive in, in some ways than none versus just sitting here and, and laying in bed rest. But I've been laying down. I, I've been compliant. But yeah. 
that that was my gym of the week. I love that. Yes. Joel's thing came with the heat. I literally remember everything that <laughs> was said. I'm glad you said it again because I need to be re-reminded of that. Um, for me, this week has been just girls. Oh, if y'all knew, Lord, this last half of the week has just been so crazy. Um, but God is good. And so I won't go into the details. Um but basically, I wanted to talk about the power of prayer and just the power of God. And so I know a, a lot. Of, I know that God lives within us, right? And I know there's a podcast, that, an episode of Soul Feeling that we talk about, you know, the power that God has given us, like the power to speak things to existence, you know, the power to manifest things by visualizing all these things that we, that he talks about in the bible that we can use to create a life our life and, a, and outcomes and things of that nature but i also want to talk about with that with doing those things with speaking those things sometimes our thoughts could get the best of us and so though we're saying this will happen this all these good things and we're we're trying to think positive and we're praying and we're praising sometimes in the back of our head it's, there's still those negative thoughts. But I want to tell you, that is the time where you give it all to God. That, that is the time where you say, your thoughts are not my thoughts and your ways are not my ways. And I'm human and I'm doing the best I can. I'm using everything that you've given me, all the tools. But at the end of the day, I need you to take this and I need you to do what you do with it. You know, because me and my human form, I'm doing everything I can. I know that you live within me, within me, but I need you to take this. I need you to take everything I've been asking for and I need you to do what you do. <laughs> because right now, like sometimes your thoughts can get the best of you, you know? You try to put all the positivity in you. But what I'm saying is when you just can't do anymore, you just have to give it to God and see what he does and it, it works. And so, I'm, that's all I have to say. It's just through what we went through this weekend and this week, all I have to say is like when you're at the end of your rope, um, those negative thoughts keep coming, continue to be positive, but I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. Okay. I know it's been a week, but God, he, he is an overcomer. Yeah. Ooh. Day, the power of God, the power of the blood of Jesus. You have to lean on that because miracles do happen. So that's what I want to say. I'm happy, but I'm just very overwhelmed because God is so good. Yes, God Ooh. is. God is. Ooh, you, oh, I mean, God. and I just, I just, hmm? I, I just think. No, it, it makes a lot of lot of sense because if if we're being honest, it's just be those times where our own human and I was it's funny, I was talking to Deb on the phone last night and we was talking about this. Just like we believe, you know, so much. Well, we say we believe so much, like we believe we can get this and we believe we're gonna do that. But we, we was talking about how it's funny because we've been knowing each other since like middle school, right? And so we was like, remember back in the day when we when we was in high school and we would say we was gonna do something and all the adults would come and tell us, girl, you can, how you gonna do that? You ain't gonna be able to do this. Or just trying to throw all the logical explanations as to why this can't be done or why that's a little impossible or you you biting off more than you can chew and we would be like yeah i don't care what you're talking about i just know this about to happen and it's gonna be this and it's gonna be amazing and, it, and somehow it always ended up happening and so we were, we were just talking about i know we're getting wiser and we're getting older but the more older we get and the more we experience life and the more wisdom we gain is sometimes we we feel like our wisdom is greater than God's greatness and God's abundance. And so we just really have to be more childlike and have that, that childlike faith and imagination 
and know that there's nothing too big for God and God can still do exceedingly abundantly in our lives. And he just continues to show up and show out. And I just think it's just so beautiful. And I'm so ever thankful just for all the increase that God has just put pouring in Kobe's life, his life, my life, my loved one's lives, our family's lives. It's just a beautiful thing. It's just a beautiful thing. And we have to tap into the greatness, the abundance to receive it because we have to draw closer to God so he can draw closer to us. We got to take that first step. And I think it's also interesting too, because it goes along with the topic that we have today, expectation versus reality. Like, the reality is we might feel hopeless. We might not see um, a way out within our circumstance, but the expectation is that God is going to pull us through, that he is going to make a way out of no way. He is going to see us through. So it, it's like, I get that feeling of feeling hopeless, but feel, feeling helpless, but also feeling hopeless. I mean, hopeful, helpless, but hopeful. Like that's the reality, but the expectation is always greatness, greater. Yes, mm. I told you that hopefulness that, and we talked about this in the episode a long time ago when we were talking about um, all the way when we were at my brother's studio, and it was just like being able to see that that little glimmer of of light in the in that darkness that you know that you know you could get to the light, and so no, it's so true, and I just think. God is really good and and we are powerful guys. Prayer is powerful. It works. Um, coming together, like I've just seen it firsthand. It's y'all, I can't wait to tell y'all the testimony. That's all I gotta say. We're gonna be shouting. Okay. Hey, yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree. Yes. Okay. Yes. I can't wait to hear it. I know it's gonna be powerful. Yes. <laughs> So let's get into this expectations versus reality. Now that we have cried. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, before we get into this, y'all know the drill. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, share this right now in the beginning. It's something free that you can do to help us go up in the numbers, go up in the rankings and get the word out and get the good message out. Thank you. We love you. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. So let's talk about expectations versus reality. We had, uh, we didn't know what we were going to talk about today, but luckily um, the Jasmine and the Kobe's men came through and was throwing out some topics and they brought up a topic about who should be the head of the household when you're in a relationship. And so let's talk about the expectations versus the reality okay so it was basically it was this um this tiktok video going around well i don't even know if it was going around but yeah basically this tiktok video and it was a lady on there and she was an older lady and she was just talking to the new school generation and she was like i don't know what is going on with the new school ladies out here that you know don't want to submit to their man and don't believe in submitting or don't believe that, you know, that that's a thing. And she was saying, I don't know, when did it become okay for the ladies to feel like they're the head of the household to degrade their men, to call them bees, to, to say they ain't shit and they ain't gonna never be shit, you know, just to really, really put them down. And when did, when did building them up and being by their side, become uh, a thing of the past and she was saying so basically we we should all basically the thing was the man is the, the man is the household ladies we should be okay supporting them aka submitting to them the word that ladies don't like to hear and um we should be not degrading them because she was saying the world already does that why when they come home they're getting even for the 10th degree from their own from their women as well and so jarvis was like hmm. How do we feel about this, babe? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I think she brings up some really, really good points. And me, honestly speaking, I, well, well, I'm going to let Kobe explain her side and then we'll, we'll come back together and I'll tell y'all how I feel about it. 
First off, I'm I'm laughing because it is like, you know, we do uplift our men and we, especially us, like I'm talking about like us, we do, we speak positive about our men, but in the heat of the moment, you do something stupid. Yeah, I'm going to uh, break it down and keep it real with you. You, you stupid ass, you dumb ass, like, no, what, what the hell was you thinking? <laughs> but no, but that doesn't mean, you know, the expectation is that you know we supposed to be perfect all this time but the reality is it's not like relationships are not perfect it's not gonna be um one way all the time you know but um my thoughts are that yes the men are the head of the household the man is the head of the household but the woman in reality the woman is controlling all that thing like yes you're going out getting the money bringing it home but we are the ones that are saying okay this should go here these this part of the money should go to this you know that money should go over here you know we're the ones that are um designing the home making the house a home you know turning that that meal that food the groceries into a meal right that's my thing is that yes you are the front you are controlling you are, you are the head but we are the neck we are in control of this okay <laughs> i agree but my question is also like you brought up the reference of they may be getting the money but we tell them where to put it but what if we are the ones who are the breadwinners in making the money <laughs> and maybe making more than them does the dynamic change from that? I mean, I have my own thoughts, but what do y'all The dynamic would change. I feel like you would still be the head and I'm still the neck. Real. I think everything in life, everyone has a certain role. And um, a man can never be a man. A woman can never be a woman. I mean, <laughs> a man can never be a man. A man can never be a woman and a woman can never be a man. <laughs> And with that being said, I just feel like there's certain, you know, there's a masculine energy and there's a feminine energy. And I just honestly, me personally, I feel like that there's a certain masculinity that the head of the household is just, and you even see it with children. And and like we're raising Jarvis's daughter and even his nephew is that's here as well. And you see it. It's like when the man says something, I don't know what it is, but it's just like all the, everything just ceases. Like that act right, you just, you fall in suit when daddy say something. But when mama say something, you, you say it two or three times and it is just like, <laughs> wait, you, you gonna try it. But daddy is just like, let, let me, let me tell you daddy. Okay. Just like, oh no, no. Even you could just say, let me tell daddy. And then it's just, I'm getting act right. And then it was even another, um, Another guy, he was talking about, you know, my mom, she did an amazing job, but the dad, my dad, he was the one, and this was a boy, of course, he was saying my dad was the one that that just lit the fire in me, and I, I don't know what it was about my dad, but it was just that connection, and I definitely think it think it's true when it's a when it's a male a father-son dynamic as well it's just something that is that's undeniable about the father role and, and so I do I do think even if the woman makes more money that just she's still not the head of the household you still and it's like okay so then the woman has to ask herself is like okay are we am I uh, what, what the woman are you truly comfortable with making more money than your man or is this something that's maybe temporary is he striving to make more money than you in the future or is this something where he's okay with being and he doesn't have a desire to make more than this and if he doesn't are you going to genuinely be okay and be able to still respect him and still you know put him on that that true pedestal of being the head of the household but that, that's that's my views on that that's such a good that's such a good point because you have to be okay you have to really truly ask yourself are you going to be okay with someone a man making less than you and being still being able to res respect them and um I, I just know like some women don't <laughs> I mean you know they just don't and I think one of the things is just if you're in a relationship you should talk about what boundaries you do have um, just real quick going to, um, you know, the name calling and stuff like that, what they were saying in the comments, if he's a B, then I'm gonna call him a B. I really don't personally in any relationship that I'm going to go in, in the future, 
I want it to be said that there's no name calling. There's no B, there's no ain't shit. There's no, I don't know why we keep saying B and but say the say shit. <laughs> but um there's no name calling because that just it hurts. But everybody else, some people might be able to take that. Some people don't. But I think that we should really think about what that does to a person. Um, like we were saying, we really are big on speaking life into people, into speaking things into existence. So though you may be mad at the moment, though you may be whatever, we're going to have to learn how to communicate in a way that doesn't belittle someone that is clear so that you guys are able to move on the, the problem. Because what's going to happen when you're saying all this and saying all that, you're not fixing the problem. You're making the problem, making a whole nother problem <laughs> um, as opposed to like just, you know, communicating. And I'm sure that's easier said than done because I haven't been in a relationship in a while. So I don't really know how I would feel once I'm there and I'm having these conversations. But I do know that I don't want to ever belittle, especially a black man. And um, I don't want him to belittle me. But as far as being, um, oh, Kobe. No, no, I was gonna say that makes me think of something too, you know, because at the end of the day, like what you're saying is true. And um, to me, really, when I sit back and think about it, the head of the household is not even really about the power or abuse or any, I mean, about power, but it's about a responsibility, right? And as the head of the household, as the man, you have a responsibility to, like you said, making sure that you're not abusing somebody or verbally abusing them. And as a woman, we have that same responsibility. You have a responsibility to take care of your family, making sure that you are presenting yourself and our family in the best possible way. You know, like, so that's really at the core when I think of the head of household, that's really what it is. It's about that responsibility. Yeah. You have a responsibility yeah. to take care of yourself and me and our mm -hmm. family. And I think there's so many different ways to take care of your person. And I totally agree. Whether you make more than your, like money shouldn't have anything to do with that. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. And so it's just like, there's so many different ways to be taken care of. And so when I think about being ahead of the household, that means like, I don't have to think as much. You know, I might be doing mm -hmm. my career. I might be doing all these boss moves, but when I'm home, I want to be taken care of. I don't want to have to make all the big decisions. I also want for the man to ask for me, for my um, opinion on things, who, someone who values me. And so hmm. I think all of that, but in order for a woman to be submissive, and I know we heard this a lot, you have to be able to lead her. If not, I feel like there's that dynamic is still gonna, that dynamic is gonna, be wobbly and I really feel like you have to find someone else to to lead you not saying that that man can't lead someone else but if you can't respect the man or you depend on him to lead you you might that might not be the person you need to be with because essentially respect and and for me adoration kind of comes hand in hand if I adore you as a person if I respect you as a person that means I'm willing to let you lead me um and so yeah, I, I, I agree. And when I, I get a little confused though when you say league. So can you can you break it down? Because when I'm thinking, well, let me tell you what I'm thinking. I feel like in the household is me personally. I think it's always like this mutual understanding. If like for instance, we're we say the children's bedtime is eight o'clock, then as the head of the household, we can't we came to this mutual understanding. And so I'll, I'll say it and you're, or either you say it and we're just coming back behind one another and we're reinforcing it. And it's like, once, if we're both on the same court and if the head of the household is the one that's on the same accord, of course, which I think that's important, you have to be on the same accord, then that's going to allow that, that thing to actually get done in the household. Or if it's finances, if I can't be the one that's the only one saving and you over here splurging and spending frivolously. Like if it's a balance on between understanding on both of us that this is what we're going to be doing and you're adhering to it. And if I'm slacking, you making sure I'm picking up the slack or if I see you slacking, you understand like, oh, this is the 
this is the value, the core value that we have set. So then I I, I can acknowledge like, yeah, I'm falling off my stuff. So now I, I need to get back on it. So when you say lead, what, what exactly are you meaning? Because I, I just get a little confused. It is confusing. I would just say someone <laughs> that I can call for advice. I really like mm. that's something that I kind of think about um, when in a relationship, like, do I call you for advice? If I'm calling you for advice or if I'm asking you for advice, that means that's something that I respect what you have to say. I really value your opinion. And that okay. means I can, I can, that you're essentially leading me. You know what I'm saying? Trust that person and to take you in the direction that, that mm -hmm. they feel like you should go or whatever information they're giving you, you trust them on that. Right. So if they're making a decision in the household, um, of course, we're confiding in me as well. If I trust what they're saying, okay, then we're going to move here. <laughs> or, okay, we could make this deal or we could make that deal. Like I'm trusting in whatever you possess, like whatever you're possessing. But if I don't trust, if I don't trust, if I can't, if I can't get advice from you, if I don't go to you for like small things on what I should do, that is a sign that I don't really trust you to lead me. Cause I call, you know, for big decisions in my life or even little, small decisions in my life. And so um, I, I think that's the best way I could personally explain it. Um, at the end of the day, that's how I kind of feel. It's like leader. Yeah. Okay. I, I get that. Real quick, real quick. So my thing is if we're going back to the expectation versus reality. So we say women, as, and I agree with that. We want that type of relationship, right? That's the expectation. But in reality, we have people, and I've seen this done with women and men, you know, that's the expectation going around, but we still, we've talked about it in our text messages. I think we were talking about the bank account and the hiding money and having secret accounts, right? But the expectation is that we all in, we both in and we putting in everything and we sharing everything. And, but the reality is we got secret secrecy going on. And I, and I just use the finances as an example. Um, another example, you're saying that the head of the household is making a decision and you trust in the plan is this. All right, well, I think you should do this, but then you secretly going off and you know, you're not following the plan, basically going back to what Jazz was saying. So maybe he set up a workout plan for you. You're supposed to be following this workout plan, but you're not even sticking to it. You're not doing it. Yeah. So how is, you know, how do we get that expectation? How do we live up to the expectation? Um, mm. I think it's really up to, like, I will probably follow it, but just because you're human, sometimes you like just make mistakes, like I'm not working out or, you know, you know, or something like that. But I feel like, like most of the things that, um, I can only think of like my brother because I, I go to him for a, bit, a lot of advice. And so I'm really taking that for food for thought. Not saying that I follow exactly everything that he says ultimately, but if like I'm in an actual relationship and it has a decision that is based on me and my partner, then I would have to follow it, but it would have to be some back and forth <laughs> probably. Knowing myself, I have a lot of opinions, you know. That's what I'm, and that's my point is like, how does that opinionated, that headstrong woman, you know, really follow the expectation of I'm going to follow my man when I have a totally different plan and idea of where I think we should go. But he's saying we should go here and move here and do this. But I think that we should, you know, go here and do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. it on that, that means I feel like you have to have a man that y'all have to be have to have the same core values. So, so when you're dating, that should be something in dating that you should be trying to pick out and figure out like, okay, am I going to be able to follow this man or am I going to be constantly headbutting and trying to go my way and he trying mm -hmm. to go his way? It, that's right. right. If you can't follow them, if y'all have two different core values, then I don't think that that's, you could work on it. But when you're doing that, you're ultimately trying to change a, a, a man or, or, or a woman. If you have to constantly like mm -hmm. change someone, is that, are you just dating a potential person that might change? But you want to actually love and uh, follow a person that 
is who they are. If they don't change, if, if they do change, to be able to love that person. So if you can't follow them, me personally, I just don't think like at the end of the day, that's probably someone you should be with because you'll be pushed to belittle them on act, even if you don't not mind to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think like you said, y'all have to have similar core values and that could even be that person like, okay, I'm open. Maybe they're not, and not, and this could be the man or the woman. It is not subject to what, what gender here. So if the woman is like, you know, I'm open to wherever you're trying to take me, or if the man is like, you know, this is my same ways, but I'm open to hearing you out and coming to a common ground that, that, that fits us and fits the life that we're trying to build. Maybe, you know, I thought I wanted to, uh, live in I don't know I'm just trying to think of something absurd in Canada but you know now that you brought it up this probably would be better if for our future children if we expose them to you know our upbringings and where we can so I can I'm willing to make that that compromise and so I when when we say lead I just really feel like it's a partnership it's a couple so you have to have a coupling decision-making process and it it, it it comes with it's you're leading me but you're leading and and this is the, the go back to what Kobe was saying expectation versus reality is like the expectation is to lead but the reality is we're really just talking it out and then we're coming to a, a conclusion that works best for the both of us yeah and I think it's really a correlation to trust because like when I'm yeah dating, I, I'm really what I'm really trying to see is what is your vision for your life? So I could, so I could see like, if, if I, do I fit into that or do, or does that vision fit into what I, I think? But sometimes like, if I can't see it, but like you were saying jazz, like with the being open, the only way I can be open is if I know what your vision is. Exactly. You know? So uh, that's one of the things I need to see when I'm dating. Like, well, what is your vision for life? What do you want to do? So I can know whether I want to be in that with you or not. Maybe it doesn't really align, like totally align with what I want to do. But if I'm open to it and I love you and I trust what you have, then, okay, maybe we can live on a, on a farm instead of in the city, you know, because I, I trust the vision. Sure. So, and that's just like, so Mm, I do agree with you. I don't think leadership, leadership is a, I think that really coincides with like trust. Mm. Um, I trust you to really be a, a leader in my life. Like no, I agree. I think that's right. That That is the thing. You have to be able to trust that they're going to take into account your vision, your goals, their vision, their plan, and that they're going to include that. And, you know, that everybody's going to be happy with that. Exactly. And that goes back to what I was saying about the responsibility. You have a responsibility to take into account what it is that you want, but also take into account what it is that I want, what I need, what the family need, what's best for everybody, basically. That part. And I think that's, that's it, guys. Women, we have this bad, what this screwed, this screw mentality when it comes to leadership and we think it's dictatorship because there are some relationships that are being ran like that. I'm the man, whatever I say, go and do, 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 do. And it's like, no, everybody knows a true leader, a true leader. There's the saying, a true leader creates more leaders. So you want you and your wife to be leading that shit together. You don't want to just be out here, you know, having a dictatorship, like, you know, it's just, because then where's the true happiness in that? It's like, is is your wife's love tank even full if that's the way you run in the ship? And so like, if you think about all the great leaders, uh, you think about the the Martin Luther Kings, you think about the, the um, who's some great leaders, y'all? Some, you know, the Obama is like, their goal, I'm trying to think, what's somebody that's not black? I can't think of nobody other than him. But, uh, but anyways, y'all know, just, just the good leaders all over the world. Like they're trying to create other people that are, are sufficient. They're trying to make sure they're happy. They're trying to make sure they're well taken care of. It's not a, what, how, how can me, me, me be filled? It's like, how, like you said, Kobe, they're thinking about the whole, how's the family going to move and function and operate at the best 
of his possible best ability that it possibly can. So we it's like let's not get so afraid of of, of leadership. Like we're not trying to go out here and marry Hitler's. Yeah, like those type of leaders. We we not trying to marry them. We trying to find leaders that have us in their best interest as well. Yeah, and I think that is part of okay, right. So if you if someone is going to lead you, they have to be a good leader. And the leader is not a dictatorship, like you're saying. A leader is someone who listens, someone who acts for like your opinion. Like if you're a leader on a team, you're not gonna just make decisions, you're gonna ask the marketing department, the sales team, what are your thoughts? What are your expertise? So we could come up with a decision that works for all of us and that's the right decision to move us forward in our company, which is i.e. our marriage or relationship. So yes, like leader, it sounds like, like I make the money, these are my rules, blah, 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 blah. No, like a leader is someone who has a listening ear. Um, someone who, for me, who prays over you and in and, and this is so many ways, okay? But we have a comment here on YouTube and it's by Brianna's in her lane. Hey girl, hey. She says, I've recently started living with my boyfriend months ago and it's been such an adjustment. I love it here. And then she goes on to say, I'm learning that once you switch into a mindset of courting and planning to be together forever, mutual understanding on core values is important. Transparency, trust, and submission are keys. So also, I just feel like men and men mm. about the woodworks on this one. They want to feel like they are the leader as well. It's a, it has something to do with their ego. They want to lead you. They want to take care of you. They want all of that. So if we're not able to give them that, that's a huge part missing from the relationship. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, girl, Brianna, you hit it best, like nail on the head, like bam. Because it's like if us as women, we can't even check our ego enough to, to give them a little big head, you know, make them feel like you the man it was this one oh I don't know I don't know if I read this watched this somewhere it was just saying like um women there's some women out there and I used to be this woman that like the man would be trying to tell you something and let's say you already knew the correct answer you were trying to beat him and tell him oh yeah I already know it's like ladies ladies just pretend like you don't know the right answer let him tell you and you just look all interested and just start boosting his head like wow I didn't tell me more and, and it will just make him feel so much better versus you beating him to the end goal hurry up and, and vomiting it out your mouth before he can even say the whole point it's like damn it will how how much Will it make your relationship grow versus you just being quiet and listening and letting him tell you about mindsets or whatever it is in the world that you probably didn't already heard and seen and watched and researched versus you just trying to be him. And now he's getting closed off and feeling like he can't talk to you. Like she'll know it all. It don't matter what I say. And I'm just like, damn, that was me at one point in time so it's like just pretend like you don't know like that's the submission piece ladies and that's one of our superpowers that we can hold it's so much power in submitting and I think about a, a basketball team like everybody loved Jordan everybody loved Kobe but if there was a team of five Kobe Bryans, they would lose every single time. They would, if it was five Jordans on the court at the same time, they would lose because no one would understand their role. The reason why the teams are so powerful is because everyone had a role and they knew and respected Kobe's role. They knew and they respected Jordan's role and Jordan respected their roles. And so it's, that's that give and take. You can't have a, a marriage and you got two Jordans, two Kobe's, somebody got to take the back seat. And most times women, that, that's, that's us. And so, and, and that's okay. It's like, think about the game of chess. Even if you're not a chess player, let me just put you on some game real quick. The chess, the object of the game of chess is to protect the king. And I'm like, this is just like life. And so every piece, you got all these pieces on the board and the goal is just to make sure that king is protected. Now I'm just thinking about the, there's a rook, the rook can go this way. There's a, a knight he can do, he can only go in an L shape. And then there's the other pieces that can only go in certain directions. But the queen, 
peep this, y'all. The queen, she is the most powerful piece on the board. She can go left, right, up, down, zigzag, sideways, all kind of ways on the board. And the king, he can only go a little measly up, backside. But the object, she's using her power to make sure he's still protected. And I'm thinking that's that submission. Like, use your goddess power to make sure your man feels good, to make sure you're like, we gotta, we gotta bite our tongue sometimes. We might wanna tell him he ain't shit, this stuff. But it's like, we speaking that into existence. It's like, we created more of that. And like you said, Kobe, every time in every situation, like if you really, really just cross the line, you might have to let them know, but there's a way in elegance and grace. And sometimes it ain't gonna be graceful and elegant. We ain't gotta go as far as name calling and calling them B and calling them, you know, things like that. But you you may have to let you, that's not to say you won't have to tell your significant other where that his shit don't stink or when he is really truly messing up, but there's a way you can say it and there's a how you say it so that the message can, can be conveyed. And that's our superpower think as women for to be able to to have that hot and cold touch but yeah that that that, that I just wanted to, to throw that in here no that's and a, Brianna girl you hit yes that's so good jazz because I think I do struggle with that someone tried to tell me something I'm like ah, I already know that you know you know we have over 200 episodes on Soul Miller podcast we ain't talked about it all but honestly like we say Someone could say over and over again, but it's really based in their perspective that might change it all for you. Like your mom could tell you to clean your room 150 times. Find man down the street, tell you clean your room, you clean your room the next day. Um, so it's just like really into the perspective of who that person is. So I'll listen more as well. I'm gonna take that little nugget from you. <laughs> all right, I think we all, that was good. I think. That was a lot to unpack, okay? Yes. Um, then another thing Kyle was talking about was, well, we're not we're not 30, 30 yet. Mm-hmm. But it's the dynamic of like being hunted and being, the, who's doing the hunting and who's being hunted. Yeah, so break that down. Tell, tell what your man said, Kobe. <laughs> well, basically he was just saying that men in their 20s, they're doing the hunting but then it shifts when they're in their thirties, men in their thirties are now being hunted because women are now at that age where they feel like there's an internal clock running They're, you know, they've hit their career goals. They need to start now like having kids, raising a family and doing those things. So now they're out doing the hunting. So we just wanted to see what is the expectation and the reality there with you know hunting and who's been hunting and who's hunted yeah and he was also saying like in the in your 30s um like men they have like their careers more so they have like money guys who don't have any children they're good looking they also so they're like a real that's somebody who women are gonna seek out 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 for so they're like basically he said p (laughs) <laughs> the P word is being thrown at them like crazy. And so a lot of times it's hard for them to just pick one person, you know, really looking at the details and stuff like that. And so when I was listening to Kyle, being the single woman on this podcast, I was like, <laughs> like I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Because <laughs> uh, I have such a different perspective, like that recently just changed this year on that. And I could definitely see where there's definitely truth in that about when a woman sees someone like that, who they was just like, oh, I have to get this person because I want to have a family and I want to have babies and stuff like that. But what really has changed my mind about that is just that personally, I love for a, a man to court me and I'm not interested if you aren't because I've been with, like y'all know, I've been with people who... I chase them and it just never, it never works. I really do believe that the, the man kind of does have to love you a bit more or really adore you more than you want them. Um, maybe that's not true for everybody, but that's what I think for me. It makes me fall in love more when someone loves me so much. But um, also with that is seeing um, Shameless Maya. So she is 39. She just got married and she's pregnant. Um, Sham Booty, uh, she met her husband like four years ago. I think she's 34, 35. 
just got pregnant. My grandma had my mom when she was 42. So I get people talking about like the biological clock and stuff like that. But for me, it's more important to be with the person that is right for you instead of being the person at 22 or 23, which is nothing wrong with that because y'all know Shameless Maya, she was married and in divorce. Um, But I'd rather pick the person or they pick me and we be together forever. And whether we have kids later in life or not, it's really just, that's just how it is. You know, Mm. you said it so well. Thank you. Like that's the expectation. Expectation is that we have to have this family. We have to have everything all figured out by 30, you know, you know, whatever this certain age. But the reality is that things are going to happen when they're supposed to happen. And that, you know, what you basically what you said, that if it's something that you really want, that you really desire, that it's never too late to get that. Like you, you don't feel like you shouldn't feel like you're rushing against the clock. Like whenever it's gonna happen, it will happen for you, and you will get that. You will receive that. Exactly, y'all. It's to me, it's about that that lack mindset and that abundance mindset. And if you out here living like ain't no good man, I'm never gonna find a man, or oh, like my, my clock running up then you're going to manifest the thing that you don't want. Remember the the famous saying that I always say, I just, I just said it was famous. It's going to be a famous saying that I always say that worrying is a form of prayer. It's like the prayer, it's like you praying for the thing you don't want. So don't, I, it's, and I know it's difficult, y'all. And I'm not going to sit up here and say like, it's so easy to not worry. I don't never have a worry. I ain't got no worries. No, I'm not saying that. Like, and especially I was talking to Deb last night when we was talking about how social media really can really cause us to really be worrying. She got a friend um, and this, they just got married. Her husband bought her a Porsche and we like, dang, we, you know, all these things, all these things that's at our fingertips. We just see our, on our social media and it's like people we actually know. And so it's like, we start to compare or you, your friend just did this or your friend just had a baby and your friend just bought their first house and your friend got married. It's just like, so the fuck, what? <laughs> like for real, for real. Like, and just these inspirational stories, like Shan and, and Shameless Maya and yo, yo, I never knew that about your grandmother. Like your mom, having your mom at 42, it's like biological clock, where is, <laughs> where? Like, and it's just like, we truly, truly have to, it is because it's like, if we're constantly worrying about these things, we're repelling and pushing away further the thing that we truly do want. So let's focus more on, on like finding, like you were saying to that person that's truly for you, truly meant for you and literally focus on it because we get where we focus on, we get where our attention goes. And so we have to put focus. If, if that's what we want, we can't just and I think we're gonna we gonna cover this. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna save it. I think Kobe actually had a had a saying on it. The way you put the expectation, like we uh, how did you say it, Kobe? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. So how it's like we say we want a relationship, but then we're not focused on it. We oh, not even yeah, you say you want a relationship, but you're not even putting stress. You're not dating. You're not putting yourself out there and doing the things that you want to do to get whatever it is that you expect exactly so it's like you know we really as women we have to put our focus on not saying obsess about it to the point where we're we're chasing men but we have to have that in our in our mindset it's like if if you were in college and you focused on graduating the chances of you graduating increases because you're like I'm here I know I'm, I'm coming to finish like so same thing with your relationship it's it's okay you don't have to have guilt in thinking like I shouldn't be thinking about a relationship or a man or this that and the third like put that energy out there so that energy can come back to you, you we we can't like push it down and suppress it like it's something that's not important and meanwhile we know that we truly want that thing so that's all i'm saying like put some energy toward it manifest that thing write your list down and don't expect your list to be 100 perfect but you know settle for about 95 80 90 between that range but yeah and I definitely about something too you know talking about like that list there is some type of expectation for men and women where we have this list. And from what, you know, Kyle was saying, 
it was like on the, you know, on the man side, these men are not going to settle down until, you know, they found a woman that hits everything on a list. Right. And then there is this expectation with women or I don't know, there's this reality. I'll say this, there's this reality sometimes that women, we have this list and that we have to settle for one thing being missed or that we do settle, you know, with the man not having something. Like, does that make mm. sense? Like, expectation Talk about, about it. Reality. No, I think because women, we were, we smart. <laughs> <laughs> and because no, God don't make perfect people, y'all. Like, it's just... Like, th- that's why there's a God. If, if people were perfect, then there would be no point of having God. Like, and maybe, and a lot of times, guys, they be not settling for something on their list that could literally be probably changed with a conversation. Not changed, <laughs> but it could be, like, worked on together, like, if you true. But they like, uh, you don't already come that's pre-made and pre-packaged. She's not fun. She don't like to get dressed up and go out. Like, that's just a simple conversation conversation a conversation and one thing women we have to understand that with the inner relationship is give take so there will be some things you have to do in a relationship that maybe you wasn't comfortable with and maybe it's not necessarily who you are at first but like you you because because I think God has a funny way of doing life it's like Y'all are two different personalities, two different people. Of course, y'all are going to have two different things that you like and dislike. So you are going to have to have an open mind to try new things, to try. And, and the same with the guy. He's going to have to try. If you a homebody and your ass don't like to go on adventures, you gonna have to try some new things. You're going to have to try it. And just And I, I think it's that give take. We, we really have to to understand. And like you, we were just saying, a conversation can fix a lot of these things. Okay, it can really fix a lot of these things. But yeah. Yeah. I would say make sure you have that conversation because you can use that as an excuse to um, you know, people use those things to like cheat. Like, oh, she don't like to go out anyways when well you didn't tell me that. <laughs> like, you know, so don't use that as an excuse to do something detrimental to your relationship. Just talk about it. And if y'all can't move forward, y'all can't, but most of the time you probably can. Also, you were you brought up before the podcast, Kobe, about you know we you were watching Ready to Love and like there was two women who basically weren't able to haven't been in a serious relationship for seventeen years. Yeah, like yeah, like fifteen plus years. Yeah. So that really made me think of like, I mean, I haven't been in a relationship like in a committed relationship in a very long time either, and so that made me really think about why is that and what is like maybe there's a root to the problem like what is it based out of like like is there a base of that like I know one thing I fear of is like being with the wrong person and then also I was listening to the friend zone she was talking about how she didn't want to get married or have kids um and she has a partner now that really is big on like family and marriage and she realized that the reason why she didn't want to have uh, be married or have kids is because she never seen someone like she didn't grow up in a really loving family environment. Um, and so but he did. And so but she realized like the reason why she didn't want that is because it was trauma based. And so I want to like to access are some of the things we don't want to happen based in trauma or based in actually what we really want? Do you really not believe in marriage or do you just haven't, you just seen too many bad marriages or you grew up when there wasn't love in the household. That's why you don't want to have children because you weren't treated well well as a child. And so um, just really pulling back that layer and to see, is this something that you really don't want or do want or is this based in in, uh, trauma? And if it is based in trauma, really be able to heal from that. That's good. That's really good. And then the disclaimer is, I do also want to say that these women who didn't, hadn't had serious relationship in, you know, 15 plus years, like they did date. Don't get me wrong. They were going on dates. They were, you know, having fun, doing things. But 
you know, they just hadn't had a serious monogamous, you know, relationship in that, you know, amount of time. I mean, so there's the expectation. Um, I, I was telling the girls that with my new job, like, um, it is a great environment. Like, they really do promote us as um, employees being our authentic self and expressing, you know, who we are. We have like unity circles where we talk about, you know, just real world problems and how we feel about those issues and what can the company do to help us with those things. Like they're constantly, you know, pushing um, that authenticity and what we want and how they can be better. How can the company be better? And I was telling the girls how I was struggling. Like there's this um, expectation that you want to work for a company that wants you to be yourself. But then there, the reality is I still struggle with that. And even with, like with the podcast, like I, I am a version of like my authentic self at work and on the podcast. And I think it's because like with the podcast, this is something that's recorded. It's something that's going to be here forever. So it's like, I want to, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm still myself. I still put these thoughts and ideas out there, but it's the way that I say it, that it might be, that might change. Like if I'm in my living room having a conversation with my girls or my boyfriend, I might be saying things in a different way than I am on this podcast. And it's the same at work. I might be presenting myself in a way that's different and other people are able to do it just so comfortably and so easily. And I'm just like, yes, I see you boo. Like, and I love it, but it's still something within me that is like trying to get used to that with my coworkers and with the kids as well. So yeah, there's this expectation of wanting to be authentic, but then it's like the reality is still as a black woman, like Jazz was saying, as a black woman, it's still that, do I, can I really be myself? <laughs> y'all gonna be dead to me. Right, y'all know what y'all asking for? <laughs> No. I think it goes back to like um there's an episode we did when we first started called like being authentically you like our second or third episode and we just have to practice being who we are you know we have to practice being ourselves like it's so crazy that we have to practice being us wow <laughs> exactly we've had to code switch so much that now I just can't I can't present in a way that's not like fun. Like I just want my my um, time with my students to be fun. Like I want it to be fun for me and fun for them, but I'm still in this corporate mode, like a robot. <laughs> and also think about, they deserve that version of you. They deserve that higher version of you because your most authentic self is that higher version of you. So think about the impact you bringing you is going to have on the kids and on, on your job. Also, another thing that has helped me in my job personally. It's just thinking about life in general. Um, I said this on the podcast, like not sweating the small stuff because life is just so precious. Um, life mm. with our family members are, is so precious that something that your coworker says or something that your coworker thinks that they're probably not thinking of at all of you anyways, don't spend that energy thinking, should I be this? Should I do that? Should I do that? To spend that time, you know, of course, there's, we want to be professional, but be authentically yourself. Because at the end of the day, worrying about all this stuff and what people have to say about you is taking away from this experience in life that could be so much more fulfilling when you're able to focus on the things that really matters, which is helping these kids be healthier and living a, a healthy life and then bringing that joy to that that part of their day. Um, so so I had to stop stressing myself about like, even personally, like, what is my manager going to think of this? What is my manager going to think of that? You know, because I want them to like me so much. I want everybody to like me so much. But at the end of the day, who cares? They probably do like you and just, they'll probably like you more when you, you be your whole self. <laughs> but if they don't, who cares? Because I like me. And I like you. And yeah. you. And yeah. But it's like, at the same time, we like our job. So we don't get that <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, but you were that's I real though too. Yeah, and I think it's because detrimental, but you know. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I think it's because we've been taught so much that from a young age to code switch, 
You know, even here, our parents, they can bring y'all the phone ring. Hello, how you doing today, ma'am? <laughs> like they voice just completely switch up that phone voice. And it's just like, we've been taught, like when you go in a professional environment, conduct yourself in a profession, like professionalism is everything. And so it's like trying to unlearn and relearn that I think that's what it is. That that's that barrier that we're having, we're having a wrestle and tussle with because now it's more companies that realize like I probably get way more out of my employees if I'm getting the authentic them versus this this shell. And so it's like, but we've been taught shell, shell, shell. You know, there's the two hats you wear. And so it's like just trying to make those adjustments, trying to make them make them. But I think you, you gonna get it. You're gonna get it. There's no doubt in my mind you're gonna find it we gonna find it in and yeah your personality is amazing so I just want them to be able like tips to say to experience you because you are so dope Kobe so bless them kids yes like from my first presentation to like now I'm on my 20th or whatever like it's definitely gotten easier but you know I just thought it was really interesting when we were talking about expectation versus reality like dang I really wanted this and I got it and I can't even you know really enjoy it fully you, know? you can <laughs> we gonna we're yeah. not gonna speak that yeah no I, I used to struggle with that same exact thing when I first became a teacher so like it's I think it's just that that first me it took a whole year I was just well it was a semester so I was going by the book and and then it, what really helped me it's like you said, when I went and shadowed another teacher's classroom, and I was like, y'all doing all this? You saying all that? And this is what really, really stuck. The facts tell and stories tell. And so, like, I just started trying to put a story in, every, like, your personal life stories. Like, maybe something that just happened over the weekend or something that happened in your childhood or something. Like, because then I, I remember I was teaching them about homeostasis and I was telling them how Dominique had a pet bow constrictor snake and he would scare me and I was never going to his room when he had that in his dad's house and then at the class I had you no know, we was reviewing the next day and I was like okay what is homeostasis like oh yeah when your cousin had that snake I was like oh, okay so y'all remember the stories okay like that, that, that's true snakes do conduct homeostasis on the heating rock yes you got it <laughs> but yeah but like they really put those connections with stories yes and that's definitely the transition that's happening I, we have a set curriculum and it's you know to put it a, a little bit more context it is created by white women and you can tell that it's created by white women because of the pictures the wording mm -hmm. like everything so now that was something that I had to go in and do I had I figured out like this, the presentation, I'm not connecting with this presentation. Therefore, the students mm -hmm. will not be able to connect with this presentation. So, it, you know, it had to be some changes there where I'm like, okay, mm. I have to change some of these pictures out. It can't be these stock photos. It need to be like some, you know, photos that can really connect with these students. So, yeah, that was part of it, just making the presentation more me. I love that. So, you were able to change the presentation and use your own. Yeah, so we can save and we have an Outlook. Um, system that we work with and so I'm able to save it to my personal one and then adjust it and update it that way that's such a valuable contribution for those kids to be able to see themselves in those those pictures and stuff like that and that's a huge value that you're bringing to the company um that's amazing all right y'all so what time is it it's affirmation time it's affirmation time it's affirmation time so if this is your first time tuning in on the Soul and Podcast, we always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation, y'all? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you transform your life for the good or you transform your life for the demise. Even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say Keyword, y'all, you got to say this out loud. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. So on those days when you're feeling sick and tired, down and out, broke, uh, like your expectation is not matching your reality, don't affirm that over your life. Instead, speak uplifting, positive, powerful things over your life. And just watch how God begins to transform 
transform your life. You know, you might not believe the affirmation the first two times or a hundred times you say it, but keep on saying it and watch how it just gets embedded in your soul. Um, there are three of us, and I'm affirming that there are millions, billions, trillions, generations to come out here tuned in to the Soul Feeling Podcast. And we're going to go ahead and end this thing off with our positive affirmation yawns. So who wants to go first? I am bringing my authentic self to every room, every space, and every relationship. Mm. I have abundant expectations. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. Me and my family and friends. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening to us right now on whatever platform you're listening on, be sure to subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. But if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts in particular, make sure you give us a five-star rating and write something soulful and sweet. Also, we're on all social media platforms, S-O-U-L-F-I-L-L-I-N-G, podcasts everywhere. So if you're feeling this podcast, make sure you share with your audience or just DM us. Tell us how you feel because we love seeing your comments and messages. It just fills our soul. We love you so much. We'll talk to you. Until next time, so much. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye.